there. I am also on the Revolutionary Blackout Network. You can find me on the JB Show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as the Roundtable on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please make sure to give this stream a thumbs up. And if you are new, please make sure to smush down that subscribe button just to let you excuse me, just to let us know that you are new to the channel. And if you do, I promise you cookies. If well, if I can give them through the, 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 the camera, damn it. But I, I can't, but it's okay. Cause it, it's the thought that counts, right? It's the thought. <laughs> it's the thoughts. I also want to give a shout out to my patrons on Patreon as well as Coffee. Thank you for your additional support and helping me keep the lights on. I am deeply humbled and appreciate your contribution. And thank you so much. So, everybody in the chat, so good to see you here. I am not going to waste my homie's time because her time is very precious. Her time is very valuable. And I am super excited to have her on my her pronouns are she, her, my friend, Alfini. Clap it up for y'all, everybody. Oh, gosh. Hi. <laughs> Yo, homie, I've been wanting you on the show for a while now. Um, it's good to see you. How you doing? It's nice to see you, too. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Um, you know... So there's just so many things going on right now, but you know, today's my day off, so I'm just trying to trying to find my happy place in this world of chaos. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's so much going on, and I'm just, I have so much to say. I know that. <laughs> I know, I know. And you were seeing it at the uh, the rally a couple of days ago. You were at a in the wars rally, if if I'm correct. Um. So it was a free Julian Assange rally. Um. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to speak, um, but there were a lot of really amazing speakers, um, and yeah, and I also went to the uh, fundraiser dinner thing that they had had on Sunday as well. I'm mm -hmm. not sure like if it was a fundraiser or not. I don't want to call it that, but it was like a uh, stand-up comedy show um, oh. in support of the Free Julian Assange movement. Uh, Lee Camp was there. Shout out to Lee. Um, Katie Halper was there. Uh, Aaron Williamson was there, uh, Randy Cratico, um, and just a lot of really prolific uh, organizers and activists like Medea Benjamin. Um, so it was a really cool space. And, you know, I learned a whole lot that I did not know, and I feel like more people should do uh, their research about the Assange case, more people should get involved, um, because free speech is vital to yeah. democracy it is vital to the safety and protection of all mar marginalized groups yeah. so if we do not have free speech we do not have anything um yeah. so please 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 uh if you can uh like amplify the uh free assange movement talk to all of your family members uh and just get rid of some of this mis misinformation like you know to know that the stuff that he got criminalized for is all the way back from 2010 and they're trying to make this about Hillary's emails like it has nothing to do with any of that um, it has everything yeah. to do with US war crimes about dead children about dead civilians um, and just the disgusting disgusting ways that our government treats other people and other groups in other um, in these countries that we are saying that we are trying to liberate and save yeah. and peace make 
please, please, yeah. we are killing people, we are destroying, and we are stealing their resources. Yeah, and it's, it's quite apropos to put it in air quotes because they'll say that they're doing that while they're doing the exact opposite of what they're doing, right? Uh, it's just, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous how we, uh, this country touts this freedom, and yet, if you look back at the country's history and how it has uh, done regime change for decades even for democratically elected officials and governments you're spreading democracy to a place who already has democracy it's like make that make sense right places that already made their decisions made up their minds voted for who they voted for and for some reason now there's a there's a coup happening in there in their country months later i wonder why yeah. I wonder who's backing that up hmm i wonder hmm, hmm. the united states funds 71% of the world's dictatorships. Just want to put that out there. 71%. We don't, we don't support fascism, y'all. It's the reason why we're attacking Russia right now, because we don't support fascism. But we support 71% of the world's dictatorships. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Say that louder for the people in the back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, so I just want to say hello to everybody Everybody that's in the chat, so good to see all y'all Baba Yaga Pepper, so good to see you as well Tony Plow, nice to have you as well Snarky, Snarky Lotus Nicole, nice to see you as well Cape Socialist is in the building As well as Luna all right, so good to see you as well. Anybody else in the chat that I need to acknowledge? Uh, everybody else is here and accounted for. Um, Baba Yaga Prepper says, we got these politicians calling for extreme censorship to protect us from us. It's about to go down the fuck we don't speak up. Yeah. I'm sorry, going down if we don't speak up. Well, why did I go to that word? Well, I'm JB. I'm goofy like that. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely right. Tony Plow says, instead of trying to correct the system problems that Julian exposed, they decided to destroy him as a person. That is true. And Omarana, so good to see you. And where, Pilgrim? So, um, there was a video that you and I saw. I'm just going to jump into it because... I know, I know you were shaking your head, and I and I was shaking my head too. Um, let me share my screen really quick so that we can see this. I have my own opinions, but I, and I definitely know you have yours. So um, I'm gonna stop periodically, and we'll make our comments. And we'll see you on the other side of that, okay? All right. Like, what's the ideal type of people you need to have in your circle if you're really trying to level up? Like, what are those Why is this so low? Sorry, y'all. I don't get why this, this video is so low. Be honest with us. Be honest with us. 
you you gotta ha- you gotta start hanging like I, I had made this this um this comment and this post like a while ago. I said if you don't have if you don't have friends that you can go to, not not nobody you can go to go with with drama or gossip. If you have friends that you can't talk to and say I need ten thousand dollars, I need fifteen thousand dollars. This this is this plan I have. You in the wrong circles. Hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> What? <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? First of all, I would just like to say this this woman is from Maryland. She is from Baltimore, Maryland. So the fact that she's embarrassing us like this right now is just very crazy for me. Okay? All Marylanders, all black Marylanders, I promise you we're not all this fucking terrible. I promise you. But anyway, um, yeah. I just why would you want to be friends with somebody that only wants to use you to invest in their business not because they care about you as a person not because they want to know about your life or support you not because they want to push you to be better you know not only in a productivity capitalism way but just a general like I want you to learn and grow as a person and I want to be here to support that. I want to be here for your happy moments, your sad moments. I want to be your friend because I like you. And that's what I'm your friend for. Not because you can cut me a fucking check. Like, what kind of weird ass mindset is this? Like, I just don't even understand. And then on top of that, like, this is a large, this is a large part of the problem in the black podcast space but you know the black community in general and the media that we that we're consuming is geared towards you know black capitalism it's geared towards the same violence that oppressed us in the first place and the thing is is they don't even want to cancel your debt they don't even want to pay you reparations they don't even want to give you health care. They don't even want to give y'all housing. They don't even want to give you educational opportunities or upward mobility. They don't want to give you the chance to move out of your home state for other job opportunities. Do you really think that they are going to let you attain the same level of wealth that they've attained under their system that they built for them and their image to uphold the fragile white ego? The socio, the socio-political whiteness. Do you think they're gonna give you access to socio-political whiteness? Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. So, what do you gain really, other than being one of the very few black people, if you can get there at all? One of the very few black people in this country that obtain that that insane level of wealth. Mm-hmm. And they do it through exploitation of their own people. Yeah. So what kind of person does that make you to want to be one of those people? Sounds like you want to be. Sounds like you want people to be friends with you just because you have money. I thought that was the wrong thing in friendships. But maybe that's just me. You know, it's crazy. People, the way they think. All right, let's continue. The 
circles. Like, and they, I never, they ain't going to like this. No, no. And it's like, you know, you have to put yourself in spaces where you're with people who are smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we're uncomfortable to be in rooms with people who know more than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, like... I'm telling you, you just you you gotta you gotta find those rooms, and it's and it's and it's not gonna be in clubs. Mm. It's not gonna sometimes be on social media. Yep. Sometimes it's going to business conferences. It's yep. going to you know places that you're you might not necessarily be comfortable. It might be you know putting yourself into like being a nurse and going to a nurse practitioner conference. Like it's 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 going to the next level up and committing to. Okay, so. One thing I'm going to say is, in response to that, as far as putting yourself, uh, surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, number one, I already did that. You see her on the other side of me. I got people smarter than me and around me right now. Um, and I do believe in putting people who are smarter than you around you. However, Oppressors are smart. Oligarchs are smart. There's a lot of white supremacists out there that are brilliant, right? Just because they have that intelligence does not mean that they have they are a good person to be around. Some of the smartest people in the world are some of the most vile people sometimes. Wouldn't it be better to surround yourself with people who are empathetic, compassionate, caring, kind, and they express humility and always wanting to grow, right? Why is it that you have to surround yourself with somebody that you can collect ten, fifteen thousand dollars from? Doesn't make any sense to me. And this is that, and, and you expressed it, you know, perfectly on Twitter. You, you talk about black capitalism. That don't do us no good, right? I just, I just hate the culture of this country. Because the thing about it is, is whether you want, whether people want to admit it or not, mm-hmm. America was built on the idea of white men's like exceptionalism Mm -hmm. and so every system has been built in that image even all the way down to things like bmi Mm -hmm. bmi is racist because it's based around the white male image and that alone Mm -hmm. so it's just like y'all are trying to insert yourselves into a harmful culture for what purpose for what gain we as black people we people of like you know black people and other groups of color are usually collective cultures and collectivist cultures usually rely on community Mm -hmm. they understand the importance of you know of social wealth Mm -hmm. keeping your word Mm -hmm. intellectual intellectual wealth your knowledge being being rich is not just having a lot of capital like there are a lot of dumbass motherfuckers that have a lot of money yeah elon musk for example he was he's a con man but he's still stupid as hell Mm -hmm. 
Like you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there are there are plenty of dumbass people with a lot of money. Justin Bieber, you cannot tell me that man is intelligent, but he has a lot of money though. <laughs> like wealth does not equate to intelligence yeah. in any way, in yeah. any way, because True. a lot of the people that have the wealth that they have acquired it from either generational wealth or. Like Elon Musk built all of that shit on public fucking money. <laughs> exploitation. Yeah. Built all of that shit on public money. Built all of that shit on exploitation. Built all of that shit on oppression. On subjugation. Yeah. So you want to, as a black person, mm-hmm. try to insert yourself, elevate yourself, and move to the ranks of the same system that has used your subjugation and your second class status and the slave labor and all of the gener- all of the generated wealth from that labor mm-hmm. you want to you want to see if you can tap in on that yeah let me let me say a, a statement for you and i th- i think you'll agree true black excellence does not mirror white supremacy They not gonna like that one, <laughs> you know. I don't care if they do or don't. Sometimes the truth hurts. True black excellence does not mirror white supremacy. So why are you trying to mirror that type of image? It does not make any sense. In fact, why are you trying to mirror the image of your oppressors? Instead of fighting fire with fire, you fight fire with water. <laughs> You fight it with the same, the thing that's the opposite of it. And that's what the thing is, that you don't fight individualism with individualism. You fight individualism with collectivism, because collectivism can overwhelm individualism. Am, am, am I wrong? Or, you know, did I get something wrong? Because the thing is, is that a lot of times you got a people, and, 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 and look, I love my people, but some of y'all, be getting into this millionaire mindset of, oh, well, we only have to sleep four hours a night and I got to read these type of books in order to be successful so that I can make it, so I can be the next Tyler Perry or the next Oprah Winfrey or the next Byron Allen. And I'm like, uh, they're following the oppressor mindset. Why are you, why are you doing that? You know, it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, is that it's because of the propaganda, it's because of the, like like Josana always says so adequately, the brainwashing that happens within our culture. I mean, unfortunately, that's what I have been observing. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's the chase the bag mindset and you know there is a certain kernel of truth to the fact that in order to be free in this country in order to have access to real freedom in this country you need to have access to capital you have no mobility if you do not have access to capital Mm -hmm. you can't move to a place Mm -hmm. that has a better job for you if you don't have access to capital you can't you can't afford child care to take to do the things that you need to do or make the sacrifices that you need to make mm-hmm. to actually get whatever certifications, take whatever class, do whatever. Like, you have to have that access or some of these motherfuckers don't have to do none of that. 
Some of these motherfuckers are just born into dumb wealth because a lot of white families in this country have gotten a 400 year head start. And we don't talk about how many of these businesses were built on slave capital. Mm -hmm. The backs of enslaved Africans, even to this day, institutions that stand right now. Mm -hmm. These Some of these small mom and pop shops that you be rolling through when you roll through the South, some of them motherfuckers has been there for 150 years and all that. Do the math on that. Did they let black people into their store 60 years ago? Did they let them into their store 40 years ago? Probably the fuck not. <laughs> Probably the fuck not. So, you know, it's just like, there are so many, there are so many ways that we are told, well, if you do, if you do just the right amount of, you know, if you do just the right amount, if you work hard enough, if you get it. If you get the right amount of degrees, degrees, then you can obtain that obscene level, that insane level of wealth. You can do all these things, but they don't tell you that it's also based on your zip code. It's also based on your parents' socioeconomic status. Yeah. It's also based on your educational level. Mm -hmm. It's also based on the access that you had to mental health care. It's also based on you know your access to sexual education and to knowing safe contraception and not and not unfortunately getting pregnant at a young age it's also based around all of that but they don't tell you any of that they just say if you start if you just work hard enough you just run hard enough to towards the bag you'll get it no no that's not how it works yeah, that's not how it works because this country is not meant to actually be equal for for any of us we are all closer to homelessness than we will ever be to an elon musk or to a jeff Bezos. Even if you make six figures right now, yeah, you are always going to be closer to homelessness than you will ever be to them. Because there has to be that gap of unattainable wealth. Because if too many of us have access to that wealth, and that disrupts the financial power structure of this country. Then that's when, if we're, like, here's the thing. If niggas is getting reparations, if black people in this country are actually getting reparations, then that means that the financial structure of this country has been violently disrupted. Period. Period. If they are equalizing it in that way, the financial nucleus of this country has been disrupted. And that is the thing that they do not want. So there's no fucking way that they will ever allow us to even dream to think to touch that amount of money because they don't want us to have access to that power. Mm -hmm. Period. They don't want us to have access to that freedom. And that's the reason why that's the reason why black people are disproportionately impoverished. That's the reason why black people are disproportionately in jail, because they're still relying on your slave labor, child. Mm -hmm. They're still relying on the fact that you're going to have to work two and three and four minimum wage jobs to support your family in these redlined ass neighborhoods that don't have access to good jobs. Yeah. That don't have access to good public transportation. Mm. They're counting on that. Yeah. They're counting on that. So no, 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 no. It'll never happen. No, no. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I mean, what more can I say? You know, and this is why, you know, even Fred Hampton himself, he said, you will not beat capitalism with black capitalism, but with socialism. I mean, 
So it's just like the fire of a fire thing. It just doesn't work that way, you know. So, I mean, yeah. I, I got to get off the plantation, right? You know? Yep. So, one thing I wanted to, because, you know, uh, any final thoughts on that before I move on? Because I'm going to move on to something a little bit different. Okay. Um, one of the things I wanted to do also, now that I have you here, haha, <laughs> I got you in my clutches. Um, I wanted to know from you, because I, I, I know that you are a veteran as well. Did, was part of your, okay, that's, that's a dumb question I was about to say, but let me, let me reformulate it. Um, in the beginning of your education and moving to, did you move to the left or are you, were you just born there, you know, and, <laughs> you know, you, you were there and, and you just started to see the light more as you got older? Um, so I feel like I've been very honest about the fact that I was definitely a reformist two years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, got you. I was a full on Democrat, Democrat two years ago. Like that was, <laughs> you know, that was who I was. Like I grew up in a middle class black family. So being a middle class black family, also being a army brat who went into the army, like my perception of you know being black in america was not the same as a lot of other people like not to say that i didn't experience racism like i was the only dark-skinned black child in most white spaces so you know racism didn't happen but in but like i never really understood like the class stuff because, I mean, I'm not about to sit up here and act like I didn't grow up with things. I grew up with things. A lot of things. Vacations, all that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, it wasn't until I really grew up. And I started watching the news when I was, like, 16, like, really heavily. Like I was, But I was always watching, like, MSNBC. Yeah. So me and my mom watched MSNBC every day. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where I was getting my news from. And then eventually, in like, I think it was 2016, like, you know, I feel like everybody kind of got radicalized because of Trump. But Trump, um, Trump was happening. Hillary was happening. Bernie happened. And I was watching, I was watching MSNBC and like TYT and like, I think maybe, I don't think I ever fucked with Bill Maher because I could just tell he was racist and I couldn't fuck with that. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and like Stephen Colbert, Daily Show, like very like, you know, even like the political comedy I was Me watching too. was very much like, you know, yeah. big lib shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So even, <laughs> wow, this is so bad. <laughs> I mean, hey, I gotta, you gotta be, I mean, I gotta keep it a stack. Like people feel like the, you're not born like this. Like it's, it's, it's a process. It is. And that's why like, I really want people to understand that. It is possible to convert a critical mass of people over to our side. Not everyone. Probably not all the white people we think we're going to convert. Let's just be real, y'all. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, we have to be honest about the fact that this is a process that we all went through. Like, 
I'm sure there are certain revolutionaries that because of their life experience, they were born into a revolutionary spirit. I found mine later in life. But anyway, I did not, like, even up until, like, some of the first interviews, like, if you look me up, but you'd have to know my real name, y'all don't. <clears throat> if you look me up, you can really find, like, some of these interviews I did for, like, ABC and stuff like that, where I was very much, like, reform. <laughs> Like, oh, like, the cops can get mental health care and blah, blah, blah. I was, like, negotiating with cops my first two weeks out protesting. I was out there, like, negotiating with cops, like, for protesters, protesters' safety and shit. Like, I was a peace police-ass motherfucker on live television putting out fires. Oh, my God. I was, like, I was watching videos of myself earlier, actually, just thinking, like, damn, if I knew me back then, like, as who I am now, I would be so irritated, like, who is that and why the fuck do they keep giving this bitch the mic? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yo. Wait a God, no bullshit. No bullshit. But it only took two weeks, though. Oh. And then oh. the two changed mm-hmm. very quickly because I protested for eight months straight. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, you know, they only showed the first two weeks or first three weeks of protest. After that, the media stopped coming out. But we didn't stop going out. We protested, I think, heavily all the way up until January of 2021 from mm. June. Wow. So, well, from May, because May was our first day of pro- was our first day of protest. Wow. So, um, you know, this my radicalization happened. I mean, I feel like my life experience kind of led me into stumbling into advocacy work and, like, you know, all of that. But my my true radicalization into, like, abolition came through direct contact with the police. (laughs) Direct contact with the police. Got it. Got it. Like, with... Through that, and also through reading, through meeting other people, through mm-hmm. just like really just educating myself and being in a movement space, mm-hmm. I also did like um, an abolitionist fellowship with like Andrea Ritchie and Miriam Kaba um, early last year. So I got like really up close knowledge, like with some of like the greatest abolitionist authors and minds of our fucking uh, time right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was just. I feel like because of my really hot start and because people thought that I was going to be like this peace police ass, like coon ass black activist that they could use, um, you know, and let me be very clear, like uh, MSNBC and CNN and all them, like I've been on all of those. They, I have not been on a single national news network since election day 2020 when I went on ABC live, Rachel Scott found me out there. And she was, she thought she was about to get the same little feeny she had in the beginning, child. Hell no. Hell no. I was like, yeah, no, you need to, we need to abolish the police because at the end of the day, all this violence is fucking justified. Every, wow. every single riot that you see happening is justified. If people are getting this angry, it's because we are genuinely not being listened to. And yeah, I have not gotten a single call since. <laughs> I have not gotten a single call since. Maybe, maybe it's because you're doing the right thing. If you're not getting calls from them, then you must be doing something right. Hey, I mean, if I went on there now, like, it would be, the, I'd be on the same type of time. So I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they don't. Like, they all, like, a lot of them still follow me. Like, those producers, 
like from Vice and stuff, a lot of them still follow me. So oh. they they know what type of time I'm on. Like they're very yeah. clear. It's very clear. Yeah. Um. So that's the reason why, like you know, I don't know. Like I be getting real irritated in this space because people are like, oh, like clout, 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 clout chasing. Not I, because if I wanted to do that, I had the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck that shit, because I, it's just not. It's not worth it. And the the um the revolution is not going to be televised because they're not going to let it be televised on their on their on the media outlets. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it over and over again. They mm-hmm. will black that shit out. We saw what happened with Lee Camp. We yeah. see what happened um, with Chris Hedges' show. Yeah. See what happened with Abby Martin, The Empire Files. Mm-hmm. All of that shit. They try. I mean, they got all of Lee's stuff is gone, but Abby saved her stuff. If it wasn't for Abby Martin um, archiving, or Abby Martin's mom archiving all of her shows, they would have lost the whole record forever. And that is that is not okay. <laughs> wow. So we can't. Like, I'm sorry. And I keep saying this, and I said this, and um, uh, I said this privately earlier to some other comrades of ours. But the revolution is not going to be televised. This right here mm-hmm. ain't gonna be it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not gonna. As soon as we get too far out, as soon as we move too many people into where, you know, into our fold, mm-hmm. th- th- this is all they shit. They, they gonna shut everything down. You don't think they will? If they feel like they're, they're, the empire is about to be threatened in a real way, mm-hmm. <laughs> please. Do you see how they re- react to the fucking Amazon win? Them niggas are flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> flabbergasted. They don't know what the hell to do. Shocked. And they're like, oh, no. They decided to unionize. No. They're like, we're, we're like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing the thing. And... Yeah. No. No. It mm-hmm. is. That's exactly what it is. A digital book burning. No, no, we have to, it's, we, we have to organize outside. And when I really, really internalized that, you know, it really changed my perspective on the type of organizing work that I want to do and the type of mutual aid that I want to build mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't want us to win. And like, it's clear that they don't want, they don't want us to win. It's clear that that's the case. But they are doing everything in their power yeah. to stop that shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. God damn. <laughs> like, they're pulling out all the stops. We're literally back to homophobia. We're back to homophobia. They're 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 really they're throwing all their cards down, bro. <laughs> yeah. This is a time to organize. It's a very critical moment in yeah. American history. It's a very critical moment in American politics. This right here is the time to organize, organize, organize. Because they're attacking all of the marginalized groups at once. So this is a, this is a great time. A great time. For all of us to get, re- get over our fucking selves and actually hit the goddamn street. Yeah. America is on its last legs. Like, this empire is going down. Like, but, okay, let me, let me, let me ask you your opinion. Um... Because I see you're nodding your head. Do you give this 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 empire at least another twenty years or le- or or less or maybe a little bit more? What do you, what is your thought? I think as soon as other countries started accepting Chinese yen, mm-hmm. that was that's that that right there is the decline of the American empire. Let me tell you why. Okay. The U.S. dollar is used in eighty percent. Of the global transactions. Yeah. 
we force 80% of the world to buy their products through USD. So our, a lot of our wealth, a lot of our prosperity is literally built on empire. It is literally built on the fact that we have subjugated and drained the resources of and decided to control so many different territories militarily that we have the wealth that we have. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. All of the what we have has been gotten through oppressive violence and imperialist action. Yeah. So at the end of the day, as soon as I saw that, I said, oh, yeah, because it's it's clear now, not only to, you know, some of the some of the people that actually live in this country, but even people on the global market are like, ooh, these niggas about to these niggas about to uh, blow after that little after that little uh, capital tour that they took on January 6, 2021, mm-hmm. after, the, you know. After they went around and visited their buddies, the Capitol Police was high-fiving and taking selfies and shit. Mm-hmm. We don't show that footage. Yeah, we don't. But they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, after all that, it was very clear. It was very clear that as much as they want to pretend like everything's under control, it mm-hmm. is very much not. The left yeah. is in shambles. Let's be very clear. The left is in shambles. Yeah. But the right? Oh, they ready. They, they, they've been getting ready. They've been ready for it. Since for generations since the Confederacy failed, them niggas have been getting ready, okay? <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't know how else to put it other than the fact that a civil war is going to come in this country. Because we have, we are so hung up on the, in this country on cultural issues. We are so hung up on all of that shit that as soon as anybody starts to make the pivot to economic issues, Anybody starts to be like, uh, maybe, you know, we should use this strike momentum that we've been seeing for the past six or seven months, almost eight months now. Maybe we should use that to roll into a general strike. I promise you, I promise you they're going to activate their soldiers that they've been training up on the right, their militias they've been training up on the right. I promise you that because this is a historical fact that the, this country has constantly used poor white people as its foot, as the foot soldiers to uphold the the capitalistic white supremacist government of this country. Mm. It's just, that's just the reality. And it's going to be those same poor white people that have been tricked by the Republican party into voting against their own interests because of their religious beliefs. Those same folks are going to be the same ones that are going to be fucking, going to be fucking our asses up out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. I like, and then that's just the reality of the fucking situation. Mm-hmm. Because I was outside for the two months prior to January 6th. January 6th was literally just the Capitol tour, bro. But in, De- in November and December, people were getting assaulted, stabbed. <laughs> I got, I got assaulted. And I got arrested for them assaulting me and my comrades. So they're dead ass serious about using violence, not only against the police, but against other people that they that that, that, that don't agree with them. Period. Mm. So like I'm, I'm trying to from personal experience, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Like shit is about to hit the fan, and our allies know it. We know it 
The right knows it, which is the reason why they're preparing in the way that they are. And the only motherfuckers that don't get it are all the goddamn liberals. And there are way too many of them motherfuckers in this country. They're the only ones that don't get it, is the motherfucking liberals. So, you know, I would say this country, in this, in the, in its current form, in its current state, mm-hmm. I say we have maybe five years until we roll into complete and total authoritarianism, like na- rear naked authoritarianism. And then that's when, hopefully, some of us will, go, will grow some goddamn balls. Hopefully. <laughs> if any <laughs> well you answered my question <laughs> yeah yeah it, I mean it, it's getting to the point where uh, you know people people feel it especially those of us who are not in that space who just have to deal with the everyday struggles or people like you who are in the activism space they're feeling it and even when uh i was i was out with rome doing tour for the poor last week um we were talking to the people and they felt it they know something's about to happen and they they don't know exactly what it is they can't pinpoint exactly what it is because they're not they're not as uh, attuned to this space as you know people like you and I are, but they know something's about to go down, you know, and you know, as getting the 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 advocacy and action and organizing out there, I think it's the most important part so that number one they're not caught off guard, number two they're prepared. You know, for what's about to go down so they can safeguard themselves and also spread the message to other people. I can just say this right here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, some some people ain't going to make it. And that's just the reality of the fucking situation. Uh, people yeah. that aren't willing to prepare or take their proper precautions in their communities to prepare to make sure that the disabled people in their co- and their communities are fucking protected as well when all of this shit goes down, some communities in this country just ain't gonna make So we have to, pre- like, like, when I say, like, that's why, like, mutual aid and all building all these things is very important because it can go one of two ways. Either we can build this bridge and do this stuff and get up to a general strike and, you know then, you know, it leads to real structural electoral change. That is a real thing that can happen. And in this country, that would be an overthrow of the government, technically. Or it could be like, you know, Cuba and this motherfucker, or Haiti, or any of those countries where we built up these systems we did all of this. We did all this preparing because mm-hmm. while you're while you're building mutual aid, you're also building self defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing all of these things in per, in preparation for one of two things. Either we're about to go ahead and do this general strike, and enough of us are going to get on the same page to actually effectuate change and disrupt the global economy. Because just like I just said, mm-hmm. the U.S. dollar is used to buy is is, is used in eighty percent of the world's transactions. Mm-hmm. So if we stop our labor, 
in this country. Yeah. If we withhold our taxes in this country, then we would literally stop everything. And that would, like, oh my God, like, oh, the change that would come from that. Yeah. If we just organized for it. Yeah. But if that's not what happens, if that shit does not happen soon enough, then we're just going to go into literally rear naked authoritarianism. Like, we see it. The right is ready. The right is ready for authoritarianism because, honestly, you cannot tell me that they're not authoritarians. If you're telling me right now that you're so worried about my uterus, that you're so worried about my child's gender, that you're so worried about what my child's sexual orientation is, you're so worried about my, chi about my child's well-being, that you have to literally pass oppressive laws to subjugate my child and to subjugate me if I don't want to even have a child is wild as hell. A woman just got charged with murder for having an abortion in Texas. That is authoritarianism at its finest. Yeah. At its finest. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we are already 75% of the way there. All we need now, like we're already in, an, in a, in a, a pseudo-authoritarian state, and in an, an inverted authoritarianism state, and an, an, an uh, inverted an authoritarianist state, because it, right now it is corporations and oligarchs that are ruling our our government and our decisions. Mm -hmm. And with that, we also have massive war power globally and in this country because if the yeah. police force in america was ranked as a global military be the third largest military in the fucking world yeah so they're ready they're ready this that i i honestly feel like because the founding fathers never intended for this country to be a melting pot they never intended for that that's the reason why they killed all the native americans off that's the reason why they had black people as chattel as animals they never intended for this to be a melting pot yeah so all of these people that are willing to go back to the fundamental ways in which this country it was y'all need to understand what that means mm -hmm. people just think that that shit is for shits and giggles and they're showing you through their actions and through their legislation that mm -hmm. it is not mm -hmm. so yeah we need to get ready. I'm not even going to lie. Like, we need to get ready. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. While everybody is fucking arguing about, oh, electoral politics or this or that, y'all niggas need to do whatever we need to do to get ready. Mm -hmm. Because shit is about to hit the fan. And whoever is not actually prepared mentally for shit to hit the fan is going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. And it's just straight like that. <clears throat> and there are certain people... Like, the people that have the ability to not leave certain communities behind, we absolutely should fucking not. So we need to get ready to do that shit now. Mm -hmm. We need to build those systems and those protections now. Mm -hmm. Now. Now. Y'all niggas trying to be rappers and shit. Y'all need to not go to figure out how to be a fucking electrician or a plumber or some shit. Some shit we actually gonna fucking need. Because that's the shit we gonna need. All right. Put the podcast equipment down, black community. Leave your misogyny at home. Damn. Do something else. Just do something else. <laughs> Figure out what your place is in the revolution, bitch. 
Because <laughs> we, mm, we have enough misogynist black men with podcasts. Put the podcast equipment back. Sit, put it back in the middle. All right, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 leave right, right quick. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I'm talking about the black sisters. Straight men. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you, you have a point. It, I mean, really, it's about priorities, right? Yeah. It's about what we need to prioritize in order for us not only to survive, but to get ourselves to a place where we can thrive. Because one thing I noticed is that when people are just surviving, when a human is just surviving, it just slows down the dying process. But you're still dying. Right. We're trying to get to a point where we can thrive, where we actually are living longer, are we're getting healthier, you know, not saying that we're, we're going for perfection. We're not saying that, but we're saying that we're getting to a place where everybody has a decent standard of living. Everybody. And by everyone, I'm not just talking about humans. Because we always talk about humans as far as our decent standard of living. Animals' standard of living has also went down, too. Can we talk about, you know, what's going on in the big Great Barrier Reef? Can we talk about what's going on in the Amazon? Can we talk about what's going on in our different water systems here? You know, here, down here in Florida... You know, in other places in the Gulf, can we talk about that? Because the thing is, is that people, you know, don't necessarily realize these things until, okay, (laughs) people don't realize these things until it's too late. And then we're sitting here with our proverbial thumbs over our asses going, what happened? And we just didn't, we couldn't figure out exactly what happened, you know? So I, I just we gotta we gotta start thinking more broadly, but at the same time, is it it is tough though, because you have a lot of people who the only thing they fo- can focus on is surviving. But yeah. one thing I I realize is even if you do just a little bit, if everybody just does just a little bit, that would actually help things along. You know, many hands make for light work. It's an African proverb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like, and this might not be popular to say, Okay. but I'm going to say, I feel like a lot of people are shitting on electoral politics right now mm. and, you know, shoot on it. We definitely should do that. But, uh, the writer winning a lot of, legislative wins that is killing a lot of people because <laughs> yeah. you know what happens when, what happens when you literally criminalize mm-hmm. homosexuality in your state yeah. amongst youth gay kids kill themselves that's yeah. what happened <laughs> yeah like i was a self-hating gay child i could have just as easily not been here just like there are a lot of gay kids that don't make it through that so like i understand everybody's shitting on all of that but if we're gonna do this third party thing, let's do it. If we're gonna if we're gonna do the mutual aid general strike thing, then let's do it. If we're gonna do the direct action every fucking week thing, then let's do it. 
but let's do something. Yeah. Because honestly, as an organizer, no, 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 I don't think all straight men are misogynist, my bad. Honestly, as an organizer, I'm very, very frustrated at the fact that it feels like a lot of people is talking about, well, fuck these politicians and fuck this person and fuck that person. We shouldn't even pay attention to these people. We shouldn't try to primary them. We shouldn't try to do anything. We should just, we should just say fuck everything. Okay, so what's the next step then? As an organizer, what's the next step then? Because it can't be we just gonna sit on our hands until the next big fucking until the next big thing happens and it ruins a bunch of people's lives. It can't be that. Yeah. That can't be the strategy. I hope it's not. Mm-hmm. Because if it is, I can't get with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> because black people's lives have been getting ruined. Disabled people's lives have been getting ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, you can literally we're seeing trans like trans people didn't even hardly even got a chance before gay people got their rights attacked. If you don't think that they're becoming for gay marriage, they're oh. going. They're doing all this. All this, all this. You don't think they're coming for gay marriage? You're tripping. You are tripping. Because they are definitely, they are definitely about to try to overturn that shit in the fucking Supreme Court. Just the same way they're attacking Roe right now. Yeah. The same way they're attacking Roe right now. You know what could help that shit, though? If, you know, we actually had people that were willing to... To codify some of this shit into law. Because Roe could have been codified into law. And Obama's administration could have been codified into law. This past two fucking years it could have been codified into law. Same thing with things like the ERA. (laughs) We could have had an equal rights amendment. A real equal rights amendment. We cannot concede all of our power if we're not actually going to get out into the streets. So, I'm just saying. I'm just leaving this this little... This little thing out here, what the fuck is the next step? Because it can't be sitting on our hands and complaining on the internet all day. I hope it's not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, um, as far as, you know, and you know my identity. Black, queer, disabled. Uh, I... I've gotten to the point where I think that direct action should be heavy, heavy handed. But I do not believe in completely leaving electoral politics. I just believe in shifting away from duopoly. That's just me. But I'm not about to throw away people who still want to do something but are trying to go in the direction of liberation. You know what I mean? But, you're right. I mean, something has to be done. You know? And... Something. Yeah, something. 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 You know? (laughs) And, I live in Florida. So you know what's going down. Yeah. You know? I mean, Trump Jr., and I'm not talking about either one of Trump's actual sons. I'm talking about the one who tries to be him. That's the governor of this state. Uh, is trying to basically make it so that people like me are erased. And. As capitalistic and as oppressive as they are. 
even the Walt Disney Company is like, yeah, yeah, that's a bridge too far. Even they are like, yeah, yeah, you, you, like, 50% of the people who work for us are queer. You, you, you can't do that. You're taking our workers away. You're trying to erase our workers. And even them, a capitalistic, oppressive organization as the Walt Disney Company, is even siding on that issue. Which is, which is crazy beyond me. I'm just like, damn, okay, Mickey Mouse. But still, shit. Um, so, something has to be done in that arena. Which is why, one of the reasons why I'm also a proponent of local, you know, politics too. Because people have, you know, you know, your school board, that's who affects your kids directly. You know, and city council, people like that. Like, look, my homie, Shama Sarant. Them controllers, them motherfucking people that be, that be, you know, doing the numbers and crunching the budgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Some of the motherfuckers y'all got to pay attention to in your local communities when y'all when y'all are electing folks. People don't pay as like, like fuck the fuck up the ballot. We already know that the federal government is fucking bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. Like if y'all don't want to fucking vote for congressional candidates, whatever. You don't want to support con- congressional candidates? Cool. Stop fucking letting these right wing ass weirdos win your local elections because you're not paying attention. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of the worst changes that turn into national changes happen. Local politics Afini, you cut out for a second. Afini? Afini, you had cut out just for a few seconds, about 30 seconds. Sorry. Oh, well, I don't know where I was. All I'm saying is basically just if you can, do what you can on the local level. Like, I feel like I feel like too many of us are looking up federally. I'll be very clear. Like, I don't think this country is supposed to be as big as it is. I don't think that this was meant this empire was meant to be as large as it is. And that's a large reason of why it's going to fall as well yeah. is because this never meant this was never meant to be this fucking big, period. And we're never going to get all of these people in this country to agree on anything because a lot of them are so propagandized and brainwashed that some of these motherfuckers literally need to live in a different country. And we also need to explore what it looks like to give fucking land back to the indigenous people of this country as well. So free the fucking land, bro. Free the fucking land, Um, period. And I just... I don't know where the hell I was going with that, but I'm just saying, like, basically, like, we have to be different. We have to think differently about what the hell change and liberation and all that stuff looks like. And a lot of that shit starts on the local level. Yeah. Like, it all starts at the local level. Yeah. I mean. Um, So, yeah. Well, I mean, fighting, fighting, you know, at the federal level and just focusing in on that is like trying to fix a roof when your foundation is cracked. Like, let's start with the foundation first. Let's either fill in these cracks or pour a new foundation and then build up from there. Because a lot of times you get a lot of people who focus so much on U.S. Senator and and U.S. Congressperson, and it's like, but 
look at the governor of your state look at the the the, the mayor the county mayor look at the co you know like you said the comptrollers look at who do the property appraisals look who i'm going to tell you this look who is your state senator this is a question for me too because i don't remember off the top of my head who is your state rep like what is your what is your state district? What is their district number? You know, cuz I mean, I know I looked it up for me one time, but I don't get that much attention. I know what my US rep is and I know what district I'm in as far as federally. But when it comes to state, you know, state senate and state assembly or state rep, I can't remember off the top of my head. And that's also really important because if I saw their face, I would know who it is, but I really don't know. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yo, if you're if you're on the left like me and Afini, and if you have the ability, time, means, or if you can get it and you can run for local office, shit, do it. Do it. If there's a way where you look, there was a dude that was running for sheriff of Orange County. If you can run for sheriff and if you're on the left, hang on, hang on. And if you can start depleting that budget. Oh, cut it. Cut it. See, see where I'm going, Fini? You started to cringe right there for a second, You, but, but I, I brought you back. I'm like, look. And you start oh, yeah. you start taking that budget and you start cutting make them to, cuts. Uh, do AG, one person to do sheriff. Bye bye police department. <laughs> Y'all start making them cuts, start firing them police. And then if one of y'all can get in and be mayor, I'm just saying I'll just put the idea out there. I'm just putting the idea out there. All right. Run for mayor. Have a buddy run the run police the, the the sheriff's office. Next thing you know, they start, you know, letting police officers go, and then they can do it under the guise of what well, we've been looking, reviewing, you know, you, you know your reports. Yeah, you've been you've been you know slipping on the job. You know, I see you know some police brutality on here. I gotta let you go. Sorry, I can't recommend you to another department. Bye. Do you know you can go, learn the code. <laughs> oh, now I can't recommend you to another department, child. That'd be ruining their little life. Mm -hmm. that's, that, yeah. that, that, and that's the best. I think that was probably one of the most fucking things I ever learned. Super tangential. But the fact that they be getting fired from one city and hired in the next city over. Child, what the fuck? I, well, what's the goddamn point then? <laughs> what, what the hell is the goddamn point then? Mind anyway, stay at the same part, department then if you're going to be doing all that. Anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, you know, I support whatever strategy is going to win. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I'm willing to pour my energy in whatever is going to win. Mm -hmm. We we actively engage in mutual aid, and we're we actively engage we're actively engaging in the expansion of our mutual aid to not only include food and clothes, mm -hmm. but to also include medical care. What does it look like to start to, to coalesce with some of the other organizations in our local community to get sustainable housing for our unhoused neighbors? Like, yeah. that's the type of time that we are on as an organization. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, it's just like, 
yes, that work is important, and we should do that work, but we're going to do that work while the Republicans literally just strip all our rights away, and they censor the fuck out of us, and they they start banning shit and burning books. We're going to do all that, too? Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying that we, people should run to the Democratic Party. I mean, I know I work for a Democrat. I always got to make sure I'm very clear and open about that. But I'm not saying you have to run to the Democratic Party. But some of these third parties, first of all, this country should have multiple parties. This, As big as it is, there's no reason why there's only two parties in this country. That's, yeah. how, that's how you should know that the entire political, this entire political thing is a scam. Yeah. There's just no fucking way. And you know where you start to break the duopoly? in your local fucking elections. Yeah. Start, you have to, like, Communist Party have to start running in the local elections. And, like, it's crazy, it's crazy as hell. Like, I'm a communist, and so, like, I don't really believe in states or anything like that. So I'm still trying to understand, like, the, the thing, like, how do you have a Communist Party? I don't know. Still trying to, you know, get all of that, uh, worked out. I work for Michaela Wook. She's working for Congress in Maryland. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I just want to win. Like, what, mm-hmm. what is it going to take for us yeah. to win? And what yeah. it's going to take is it's going to take us doing shit differently yeah. and making sure that if we're going to effectuate change, we're going to do it on our local level. Because honestly, you are, it's way easier for you to run down one of these motherfucking city council people than it is for the, for you to run down one of these Congress folks. Yeah. And I say that as somebody that is in pretty consistent contact with a decent amount of the squad members, and I have pretty consistent contact with just like random Congress, congressional people because I live in D.C. So yeah. like you'll see them like randomly out and shit. But, you know, your city council person, that motherfucker live right down the street from your house. Mm-hmm. I promise you they do. You can go knock on their door. Mm-hmm. Fuck is going on? Fuck is up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right down, right yeah. down the way. Yep. You gonna see their ass at the grocery store? You can catch their ass at the library. You yep. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those, like I just honestly, I think that you know we should definitely, 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 definitely start to just break. Whatever we can do to break shit, we should start breaking shit. Just start breaking shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Start breaking shit. It's like stop, like stop conceding positions of possible power. And yeah. not to say that that's our most powerful position, because it surely the fuck is not, proven time and time again. Yeah. But start breaking shit. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you can break it, anywhere we see a little opening of shit that we can destroy, we need to do it because that's the whole fucking point. We're trying to dismantle the system. Yeah. Wherever we can. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I don't so want to. I really want to. I really want to start a national newsletter that we can all like print and give out to our like you know do canvassing, mm-hmm. go outside and talk to your neighbors mm-hmm. about you know. Touch grass. It doesn't have to necessarily be communist ideals. Mm-hmm. But just, do your neighbors really know what military budgets are spent on? Maybe we should print that out. Yeah. And let them know. Yeah. Do your neighbors really know, like, how many countries have universal health care? Do they know yeah. how easy it is to do that? And how are, do they really know that even even countries like Cuba that are that are dealing with um, a suffering economic 
system because of sanctions and embargoes that we imposed on them. They can't even get access to medicines that we that are being that are on the global market because of the sanctions that we impose on them, and they still have health care for every single citizen. Trinidad mm-hmm. and Tobago, mm-hmm. you can still get health care. Come on now, please, yeah. please, please. Yeah. We can do this. I promise you, we can do this. Yep. And uh, I I don't know how much longer you can talk, but I just wanted to I wanted to shift to something kind of. Not necessarily lighthearted, but more of a warmer topic. And okay, so um, like I said last week, I was with Rome and we were doing tour for the poor out in the streets. When I tell you that I get it now, I get it. I felt amazing doing what I was doing, like in your heart. When you're standing up for what's right, and and yep, the police were nearby, and I was prepared to go, you know, to go to jail, but apparently they didn't give a fuck about us. But I guess that's a good thing. But when you're helping people, like of course, you know, I try to help people whenever I can, but it's it's that being out, you know, there with the people and helping them out in that way. Uh, and then they're asking you, why are you doing this? And you, and then when you respond, it's because we love the people. And they're like, what church are you with? I'm like, we're not with any church. We're just here because we love the people. And you got, you deserve better. That hits your soul, right? That hits you right deep in here. And I, I get it, Afini, you know. Would you say that's one of the biggest joys in your life? Honestly, you know, I see mutual aid as a movement building tool. You know, like I don't, I don't even necessarily see it as like me helping people. It's like me stand, standing in solidarity with them, like, and really trying to dispel the individual shame of poverty, of being unhoused. Like, this is a Mm -hmm. policy choice. Yeah. Like, and I'm out here because I have the time and the opportunity to do so. But if we were all taking care of each other, as our ancestors did, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing, is like, I feel like that feeling that you're feeling, JB, is a connection back to your roots. Because I, that's really, for me, that's really what it feels like, if anything. It feels like I'm finally connecting back to my community in, a, in the same way that my ancestors did. Because the nations that were in what we now call Africa, they were taking care of their communities. They were making, people weren't starving in their streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how, that's not what was going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is, I feel like, the most basic human thing that we know that we can do is that we can make sure that there are pe- that pe- the people around us are taken care of because we know that we need to eat. We know that we need shoes on our feet. We know that we need, you know, I mean, I feel like now we know that we need like mental health care and all that other stuff. But, you know, we know that we need all those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
-hmm. And so to be able to provide that to other people mm -hmm. is what we're supposed to be doing as a society. And so unfortunately, we are the we are the exception to the rule. We are the anomaly. We are the weirdos <laughs> in America that want to take care of other people. Um, yeah. But you, like, it's just, it's such an amazing feeling because I know for a fact that I, that my ancestors are working through me when I do that work. Yeah. Because of where we come from. Yeah. So, you know. That's a beautiful thought, though. Yeah, I appreciate you saying it that way, and I I I want to st I I stand corrected in saying, God, it sounds so. Did did me saying the word help people? Did that sound kind of elite, a little bit elitist? No, 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 no. I mean, honestly, we we've been conditioned around the idea yeah. of like charity and charitable giving and heartwarming yeah. moments. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to say that those things aren't great. They are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, mutual aid and the type of work that we're trying to do is a step farther. It yeah. really, it truly is. And mm -hmm. it's it's transformational. Yeah. Um, it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to alter the mindset of not only the person that you are, you know, giving aid to, but yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just really... It, I mean, it, it wasn't until I read uh, Mutual Aid by Dean Spade, that's when I started to really, like, decouple the words, like, help from Mutual Aid. Because I'm like, as much as I am helping you, I'm also helping myself because I'm rebuilding those bonds of community that once existed. Uh, mm. We're rebuilding... We're rebuilding that society that we used to be a part of before yeah. we were stolen from our lands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to say that mutual aid is only for black people, but I, I mean, me personally, I live in D.C. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that I see are black that are on the street. So, mm -hmm. And black people are also 40% of the unhoused population of the nation. So, I mean, I would say we're disproportionately represented in that, in, in that effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But, you know, like, it's just... Rebuild. It's just. It really is it's like rebuilding those bonds. Cause like, these people know my name. Like it's not even like these. It's not like all oh, these people. Like I'm just like some random person that comes and helps them and like you know, blah blah blah. blah. These people know my name. Yeah. I know. Like I know. I met some of their kids. You know what I'm saying? If they bring their like, you know, we'll we'll be out there so much that they'll start to bring their children around and they'll start to build. They'll start to finally feel that community. Yeah. That we're supposed to have. Yeah. And, you know, I also would like to say, you know, I keep saying back in Africa, back in Africa, the nations and nations and nations, every single human being that is on this earth descended from Africa. So, you know, this was also once a lot of, you know, the, the culture of the people that now call themselves Europeans. The people that are now Caucasian folks. This was once your, this was once your ancestors, 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 <laughs> you know, societal makeup. So I don't know how the hell we got here, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it, it really like, it's so much, it's so much deeper 
and I feel like when we when we really start to deconstruct and decouple mutual aid from charitable work because yeah. it is so closely related to charitable charitable work now, um, and even I have the uh, am guilty of doing charity revolutionary charity, which is a large reason of the, a large amount of the reason why I step back from podcasting to focus in on my my grassroots org because. Like, you know, feeding people is cool, and that shit is great, but the Catholic Church also does that, and nothing, they, they don't have any revolutionary intentions. Um, you know, yeah. there are organizations out here, the boy 501c3s, we know for good and goddamn well, these white people at the top with all this money and these salaries, they are not trying to, to do nothing revolutionary. The, the shelters that house people temporarily, that shit is not revolutionary. So if our work mirrors that and that system then yes our intention can be revolutionary we can be revolutionary in our words but mm-hmm. if our impact is not revolutionary yeah then that's the part that we have to start to look at and start to really um and that's where a lot of that like that deeper that deeper feeling comes from is how to deepen your mutual aid how to make it more sustainable how to make it sustainable so that way it isn't it isn't to the point where like you know these people are still out, still out on the street but we found them you know drug intervention we found them housing we've gotten them in, in a way where they're not waiting for our our you know one meal a day if you know if we if we can feed them daily considering how much resources that would take but like they're not just waiting on one meal a day from us, but they have a place that they can also feel safe as well. It's about creating that safety even when we're not around. And you know, that's where a lot of that and like you know, it it, it just really it really just builds that community back up. And so that's what we're that's where the work that we are trying to engage in. And it's not to say that mutual aid is going to save everything. Um, or that it's going to solve everything. Mutual aid is just one pillar on the bridge to building dual power. And like I said, like when I was saying earlier, we can build the bridge to dual power to go one way mm-hmm. or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, that bridge needs to be built because mm-hmm. that's that you know that's where our success will come from, yeah. regardless of whatever that wherever we're trying to go. That is where our success will come from. Yeah. So you know. I love how you just ended that. You're in the beginning. Like you're you're yeah. in your beginnings of of starting this work and there's nothing wrong with how you currently feel. Yeah. Because you know where you're going and you know and you know you know what you're trying to strive towards. Mm-hmm. So it's just I mean, even I like I will slip up and say homeless still. Still. Mm-hmm. And so like there's just like little things like that, like language stuff. Like we can't beat ourselves up about that shit too much. But what we can beat ourselves up about, what we can start to really um, examine is what is the impact of the work that we are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so just so that I'm correct, is it houseless? Is that the better term to use? I usually say unhoused. Unhoused. People, okay. Unhoused neighbors, because they're my neighbors. Like they're my, yeah. they, they're my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I see yeah. these same niggas all the time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, I for instance, uh, of course, I'm not trans, but, and I'm not non-binary, but out of respect, I try to use 
the vernacular that is more respectful and appropriate to use for them, you know, because they're humans and they're going through the human experience and I do not want to devoid or take away from that. And so that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted to ask for the correct term for that. So, but thank you for, for helping me with that. Um, of yeah. Um, oh, and one more thing I also wanted to bring up. You got to meet Josana in real life. Mm-hmm. You know I saw that. I mean, it was cool. I really love Josana. Like, we like we were literally just talking for hours about, like, American culture and about how shitty it was. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? And, you know, I just feel like more and more, we, we do need to get together. We need to feel each other's energy. We need to actually see each other yeah. and build That's community. True. And like I like when I saw CJ when I when I went to LA, mm-hmm. and I was telling him like we all need to, you know, get in the same room. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm definitely not saying vote blue no matter who. Don't do that. <laughs> that's stupid. That's that's the same thing that's gotten us here now. All mm-hmm. like don't do that. But what I am saying is is don't concede don't concede any ground anywhere. And that includes in the electoral politics realm. So if that means that we have to primary AOC to the left, and so we need to start organizing around that, that's what it means. If that means that we need to start, if we need to start really organizing around getting third-party candidates and multiple, like Communist Party candidates, Green Party candidates, just stop calling that shit third parties. We need multiple fucking parties in this fucking country. Yeah. Like, start getting those people through on your lo- on your local level. Cause if y'all y'all wanna y'all wanna stop voting Democrat, cool. You wanna know how you do that by building the local infrastructure so that way there can be enough people in your community that actually know what the fuck this party is. Mm-hmm. So when they run a national candidate, mm-hmm. it will connect. Yeah. But we don't have that right now. Yeah. We do not have that right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like you know, like I said, I know it's not gonna be the most popular thing to say. But what the fuck do we look like conceding any ground in any arena at any point? Especially if we're not going to throw 120% of our energy mm-hmm. into building the dual power system that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because if y'all are not about to quit y'all jobs today, which I'm sure a lot of y'all are not going to do, because y'all have bills to pay, and that'd be kind of dumb. No offense, but it would be. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to quit your jobs today. And we're just going to start doing mutual aid seven days a week, 365, until we radicalize enough people. Unless we're all about to start doing that work, which I doubt a lot of people are going to do, then we need to not close off any fucking lane to win. Period. Until we have enough hands to make light work of the revolutionary tasks, Mm -hmm. use these motherfuckers. To radicalize people. Because even Bernie Sanders, we would not be having this conversation if it was not for Bernie Sanders. A lot of these people would not be engaging in this. We would not have this many people to engage in this conversation if it was not for Bernie Sanders. So, even if it is just using the shit to break it, do that. But let's fucking break it. Don't just let them have it and let them continue to use it. Because then... We're going to continue to get fucked. <laughs> it's going to be us. 
it's just, that's that's it. That's it. That's literally it. That's literally it. And it's also the reason why the right is winning is because they have a very violent threat behind their fucking policy positions. And that's just the reality. They have a very violent threat behind their policy positions. Mm-hmm. So we need, if we're going to do this, we need to do it and we need to be creative and we need to be open-minded and we need to hit literally we need to engage as many people in their different fucking realms as they can to go towards the same target because guess what y'all if we really do do what we want to do in this country we're probably going to need electricians to help rebuild infrastructure we're going to need plumbers to help rebuild infrastructure we're going to need we're going to need we're going to need a bunch of different people that have a bunch of different skills. We're going to need people that are educators, teachers. We're rebuilding a society. We are building the plane as we fly it. So we need to build, bring all these people in to the fold because abolition is not just about destroying shit and not having anything. It's about building a better society as we dismantle the toxic systems that are around us. That is the whole point. We are building, we are growing, we are progressing. So build, grow, progress. Do not, and like, and I'm not saying put all of your eggs in the fucking electoral basket. Absolutely not. I'm just saying don't take all of them out of that basket and have zero in there because then we're going to get fucked. We're already getting fucked. We're going to get fucked way faster. <laughs> way faster. So, yeah. Please. Please, y'all. I hope, like, please. Please. I know what I'm saying is going to make a lot of people mad. I get it. Please, y'all. If y'all want, if we want to win, we have to figure out a better strategy than fuck, fuck all this shit. My feelings are hurt. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. Like, we have to find a better strategy than that. Because people like JB, people like myself, people like all of the black trans women that live in Florida, and all these other fucking states that are under attack right now, we don't really have time to watch this society get destroyed. Because you want to know whose communities are going to get destroyed first? Ours. Want to know who's going to die first? Ours. <laughs> so we, we don't we don't we don't really have we don't really have time for that. We don't we don't really have the luxury or the privilege to do that. And that's just the reality. So we have to do something. We have to do something. Mm-hmm. If that means hitting the goddamn streets every day, let's do it. I'm ready. If that means motherfucking, if that means organizing all of these, all of these striking workers and unions from across the country to actually do a unified and organized and well-publicized uh, strike, then maybe we should do that. You know? But we should do something. something. Literally. Anything. I will take anything. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love to have you on, Afini. You you tell it like it is. And, and you're, you, you, you're definitely part of the fam here. And uh, I appreciate you. You know, I and I I want to thank you for for humbling me by gracing 
you know, my channel with your presence. You know, it's always good to hear from you. Um, and I appreciate what you do, you know, and uh, you have been a very great teacher. And I think that's part of one of the reasons why people gravitate to you so much. And you are wildly successful and not in the capitalistic sense, but in the human sense. And I deeply yeah. appreciate you. My success is definitely waged on the fact that I have the most amazing community of people around me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like if it was not for that, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be shit. It really is that like, it's really giving that. Mm -hmm. It's really yeah. giving that. Yeah, that's that collectivist mindset, right? Period. Like, yeah. I am because we are. Oh, I love that. See, she's teaching me more. Uh, she's teaching me more. <laughs> <laughs> I am because we are. Oh. Also an African proverb, by the way. Be okay, so, yeah. Oh, I, I got I to look up some more of these. Because I know that the, Afri the African proverb, it takes a village, right, to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Um... But it's like you said earlier, we all are still children. And so, therefore, we're all still being raised by our village. You know, um, I, I told this to my niece a few weeks back. I said, if plants stop, if a plant stops growing, it dies. So never stop growing. If we stop growing, we die. How do we grow? We Keep that community going. Keep building together, so that we can continue to thrive and survive and, and and live. So, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. I am because we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for letting me complain on your channel, and <laughs> for everybody who asked, I am not on RBN anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have time, mm -hmm. but this was great. This but you're great. always still, you're always still my homie. <laughs> oh, wait, now that I have you here, just a couple, it, it, do you have a time for just a couple more questions? Cheryl, like what? Okay, this is going to be a fun <laughs> one though. All right, just a, fun, a couple fun ones. Okay, first one is... What is one food or meal that Afini cannot live without? Mac and cheese. <gasps> Ooh, don't you get me started. And I'm not talking about that craft shit. No, no, no. no. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about Thomas Jefferson, Chef Hercules' mac and cheese. And he's, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jefferson, Chef, is the, is the black person who invented... Macaroni and cheese, baked macaroni and cheese, look that thing up. Look that thing up. I did not know it was Tom Jefferson's chef, but I do make baked yeah, macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Ooh, don't you ooh. I make I make a bomb ass mac and cheese though, by the way. Baked mac and cheese. But I'ma say it best it best to be baked. Now I don't, I don't, I don't eat this. I don't eat who, this box stuff. Afini, who do you who the hell do you think I am? I'm how to make show. Cause hey, some 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 motherfuckers be like, oh, I make great mac and cheese, and it'd be Velveeta and that motherfucker. I don't no. know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Velveeta, yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-mm, no, not me. No. 
Shit. What, what, what type of man do you take me for? Look. You can taste that Velveeta too. You know. You know the Velveeta. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby. I do five cheeses. I do my five cheeses. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you if you on a diet, you about to be off of it. I don't do diets. I, I look. I think life too short to not eat food that you're <laughs> Well, I mean, if they kill us on this fucking. Uh, if they kill us on this rotating rock. That we are stuck to by by this unfortunate universal gravity. If they kill us on here, guess what? They gonna kill me with some hot sauce, um, and some goddamn oysters and some motherfucking uh, and some motherfucking mac and cheese. <laughs> goddamn it! I love me some motherfucking mac and cheese. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to bring that to the cookout. All right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Now, what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. Honestly, honestly, my favorite cuss word is motherfucker. Okay. Motherfucking this, motherfucker <laughs> that. That's my favorite cuss word. That right there, it just hit different. It, you yeah. Know, the history behind that. Oh my god, it's terrible. But if I so if I tell you what the fa- if I tell you the history behind it, you're gonna be like, why is that your favorite? But it just rolls so smooth off the tongue. It does, and it's so. I'm sorry, but saying motherfucker is just black as hell. <laughs> it just is. Unfortunately, it came from the white folks because they used to breed us with our mothers. But yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, see, I told you. If I told you the history... Damn, man. <laughs> God I damn mean, it. See what happens when you... I mean... Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh, boy. My bad. Yeah. My bad. But, yeah, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna still say that Alright, last question. Last one. Alright, this is one that's a little bit more serious, but you know, it, it, it's it's a it's I, I like your perspective. You are on your deathbed after living, you know, the life that you want to live. What do you want people to remember you for? My community. Period. Like no, full stop. Like, I want people to remember that at the end of the day, we cannot be anything if we do not have a good community around us. Yeah. My best friend, Gia, passed away in December. I'm sorry. And thank you, boo. Her motherfucking funeral, that damn funeral procession was long. Oh. 40, 50, 50, 60 minutes long. Wow. So if I want, like, and it's because, you know, having a community in which you poured into that poured back into you is the most beautiful thing that any of us can ever die with. Money, fame, wealth, all that, that, none of that shit matters because you can't die with none of that. 
-hmm. but the spirit and the essence in which you left in your community will never die. So that's what I want you to remember me from. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Afeni, everybody. I want to thank you for coming on. It was beautiful to see you again. Uh, to have you on here. And, uh, yeah, I really don't have much else. Uh, you still there? Feeney? Am I still here? Yeah, you still here. Okay. Yeah, it, it cut off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time because, uh, yeah, we're... We're, we're, we're about to close out right now because, you know, uh, our brother's got to eat. It ain't mac and cheese, but uh, what, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm about to make, I'm actually about to make, uh, I'm about to go in here and brine these chicken wings. I'm <gasps> going to make some buffalo wings and some homemade fries tonight for dinner. Yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about making mac and cheese, but I don't know. Cause you know, that all them damn cheese and shit is expensive as hell. And the girl, them, these groceries. Golly. Yeah. Them groceries. Yeah, mac and cheese is an expensive meal to make. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be once so a year I'm thing. I'm going to make me something nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Nice and easy. Yep. All right. So, All right, y'all. Yep. Look, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today. Like I always tell you, uh, I, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to my Patreon as well as my coffee. If you guys would like to, it's in the Chiron below. Y'all can go ahead and get there. Also, if you guys would like to uh, excuse me, hear, hear what Afeni is doing, you guys, I also have her Twitter linked in the description as well as Freedom Fighters DC as well. So, you know, they're always looking for mutual aid. So if you guys can contribute to their mutual aid as well so that they you know can get out there and help people if you're unable to do it yourself at this point in time please make sure to do so water your plants water yourself uh leave the world better than you found it and shit smoke them if you got them all of them all of them yes ha <laughs> ha or edibles, whichever. Toast it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Afini. All right, Chell. Thank you so much for coming on. It was, it, it, I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for 